Welcome to today's episode of Green Squad Chats. Today, we're going to be talking about work-life balance. What is work-life balance? How do we integrate it into our lives? And what does it mean for us as we grow our businesses? What is going on, everybody? All right. Brandon, Tom, James, and Marty. The often asked question of high achievers and especially entrepreneurs is, how do you achieve work-life balance across all the things you're doing? First of all, I think I do a pretty good job of it as um, traditionally defined work-life balance, right? It's balancing your duties to your job, if you have a W-2 or if you're self-employed or whatever that is. And then the idea that you're doing that, you're working hard. And then somehow over here on the other side, you know, if you have a family or you have hobbies or things you like to do outside of work, and you've, you've struck this amazing balance between the two. For me, I think it's more important to kind of dig deep and try to figure out what it is internally inside you that gives you passion, gives you purpose, that you just get excited about um, waking up and doing. And then I'm not saying everybody's going to be in that situation right away, but what I'm saying is the more clear you get on that, the more you can start, you can start to align what you're doing on a day-to-day basis in calling it work and then coming home and, and you know, calling that life. Uh, to me, the more you can start to integrate the two to where it's just, you're just living out your day. You're kind of living your blueprint no matter what you're doing. I think that for me, that's what I try to do. I'm not saying that I have that perfect, but that is what I try to do. It's why I hired a coach a few years ago. It's to get clear on my blueprint and try to apply that to all aspects, showing up at work, showing up at home, the same, showing up for you guys, the same, um, and trying to just be authentic and living, kind of living my life in alignment like that. That's what it means to me. Let me follow up with this then. So you you probably have what you consider a, a good balance. Most of us would, I think a lot of us would say, you know, we're doing all kinds of things. Balance maybe does or doesn't exist. And I'll give my position in a second. But how do you view balance, though? Because balance to me seems to be I've got a scale and I got things perfectly balanced. Does that mean you spend an exactly equal amount of time with your family, with your friends, in your business, in your W-2? What does that look like in your actual life on a day-to-day basis? It's a great question. No. First of all, I think this is different for every single person. Okay. I don't think there is a standard answer. There's no one right way to balance. Um, For me, something core to who I am is personal development, um, kind of a growth oriented mindset. And it's to what purpose? That's the purpose, right? To what cause is so that I can make my family, my teammates, uh, whether that's at work, whether it's on the call with you guys, so that I can naturally help improve them. And so when you boil it down, and, and that kind of clarity came from working with a coach and came has come from many years of uh, digging deep. And so I try to align things to that. So what I when I say that I think I have good balance, it's that when I I try to take time throughout the day, you know, start the morning off with personal growth type stuff, with a walk, um, with a little bit of mindfulness on that walk throughout the day, taking moments to uh, enjoy where I'm at, 
like to kind of be in the moment, to enjoy what I'm doing, to focus on, hey, I'm going to take two minutes and look out my window. I'm looking out my window right now, right? And enjoying the view that I have. And it's trying to to be, for me, it's trying to be present in, in, and a little bit of its gratitude too, to try just trying to be grateful for kind of what I have. And if you find ways to integrate that, integrate your blueprint, your gratitude into the day, that works for me. That might not work for everybody else. I would ask the group this then, because we perceive our balance, but I would say who who determines whether or not you're balanced? So Tom, if I if I went to your work and said, you know, hey, do you feel like Tom's commitment is a hundred percent today? Or I went to your wife and said, Do you feel like his you or went to your kids and asked, you know, hey, you know, how's dad doing? Is he is he at eighty percent? Is he at ninety percent? Is he at a hundred percent? Because that's the person that's is that not who really determines your effectiveness in achieving that balance? I mean, I think only you, the individual, can truly answer the question because you are trying to satisfy multiple people, multiple things. And you're right that each individual person would have an opinion. And at the end of the day, I think it's on each one of us to figure out what that balance looks like um, and how you achieve it, I think, varies day to day, week to week, job to job, business to business. James was talking about a business opportunity that arose last night, Friday night, and uh, he, he had to jump on it, take some action in order to 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 get results. And I'm probably stealing James's thunder here. You know, that might have tipped the scales one way or another in that moment. Maybe he had other plans. Uh, I don't know. Uh, however, you know, that was the right decision for him in the moment. Uh, that doesn't mean it's the right decision for anybody else. Um, and maybe things get out of whack once in a while. Um you know, Brandon talked about some of the things he does. I get up super early every morning to take care of the, the business side of, of life, the, whether it's paying bills, whether it's uh, responding to emails or scheduling cars for service, all that kind of stuff that's going to soak up my time. I do it when everybody else in the house is asleep so that I can coach baseball in the afternoons after school. Am I out of balance because I'm getting up at a ridiculously early hour? I don't know, but it allows me to to do something else that I want. It's all a trade-off, right? Yeah, I appreciate those those comments, Tom. I can definitely chime in. First of all, I agree with Brandon. I'm not a, a big fan of the term work-life balance because I, I think it's almost like a sliding scale. And if the more you put into work, the less you get into life. And that's just not at all how I view it. I think for me, here's how I think about it. I have this super clear vision of what my future is going to be. Uh, you know, what uh, what a family life might look like, how much money I have. And for me, there's three things that I'm actively pursuing. And I think about this almost every day, freedom of money, freedom of time. And that's eventually going to open up my higher freedom of purpose for my life. And so that everything I'm doing is really with that in mind over a long-term scale. I think that's important because the journey to get there is what is giving me the satisfaction. So what what does that phrase work-life balance really mean to me is Am I living my life in a way that produces satisfaction, gratitude, joy now and building it in the future? And I I think I'm doing that. How I'm doing that is I love working. I love making progress, love growing a team, love sharing resources and education with others. That to me gives me an immense amount of satisfaction. So from someone else's lens looking in at me, they could say, this guy works way too much. He doesn't have time for this, this, or this. But 
those aren't my people. Those aren't my things to do. I enjoy what I'm doing. And I get a lot of satisfaction out of it. On the making time aspect, I think there's a lot of things that people overlook. I mean, you, you can look at some, some, read some Jocko books and stuff, but discipline in one area of your life is going to open up more discipline in your life. It's not going to be a sacrifice that you, that you don't get back. So I think a lot of people view growing a business as this, uh, as a sacrifice that's not conducive to also having a family or having balance with relationships in your life. And look at this group, right? We grew, I, I have amazing friends, mentors, colleagues on this, this exact call as a result of the discipline in growing the business. I think that's really been impactful for me to, to realize and then live it out. For me, I think it's the, the stereotype of what people want to believe work-life balance is or what people want to project onto you in work-life balance. The most often asked question that I personally get is, I don't know how you do it all. How do you do it all? And I think then the perception of me is, oh, he must not like, like his family. I have a great, my family's fantastic. My wife's involved in the business. My kids are educated in how money works and finances because of what we do on the work side. So it's not that two things are separate and balanced. They're integrated into our life as a family. And Obviously, my friends are on this call. You guys are integrated into my life, my family life, my business life, my military life, my development as a leader. I may be off the grid with you guys for a week because I'm spinning a plate somewhere else to keep it moving. Or I may have that thing moving and be spending a lot of time with you guys or same with my family and something else. So I think the that your where your attention goes is where your attention needs to go across the things in your life family faith fitness business all of it you you're not you i don't see it as having this perfect balance where i give 10 to this 10 to this 10 to this 10 to this i see it as um a constant effort to integrate the most important things in your life that is helping you to achieve your goals so that's that's the problem the problem i have with work-life balance is everybody else's perception of what it should be for you. Yeah, those are, those are great points. One quick thing on the, which do you like more? You know what I like a lot less than hardship incurred for a higher purpose? Lost opportunity. That's what I like a lot less. So choose your heart, I guess. I think too, a lot of times when somebody's talking about you don't have enough work-life balance, they're talking about work in their job what they get up to do every day is something that they don't really like to do it. It's something that they have to go do because if they, that's how they're going to get money to then go live their lives. And, and I'm not saying any, I'm, I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. That's not a judgment, but I think that's where the term work-life balance comes from. It's, it comes from potentially right a background or a culture of, that's what we do. We get up, we go to work because we have to, because we have to earn money. The only way to do it is to go to this job that I don't really love. Why to earn money so that then I can go live my life and have free time with the family and go do my hobbies and go do whatever I want. And I think the quicker you can get to a place where you're trying to turn work into something that you actually enjoy and love that you can integrate into your life, I think the better. I would ask the group this then, because we're this particular set of people, us, we've done that in our lives. We've made short-term sacrifices and some of, we continue to do that to 
gets our goal, but we're a little bit further along in our journey. Everybody's mid thirties, forties. What about somebody who's 20? Are they going to be in perfect work-life balance or are they trading some type of short-term sacrifice to create the life that they want? How do they do that? What does that look like? I think everything's a trade-off, Adam. I get up early. I trade sleep. You trade time doing uh, something you love, a hobby for time spent earning money, but maybe you couch it as a lost opportunity. So it's all a trade-off. I, I think one of the things that people, the, the the grind or the the do loop that people get into is a pursuit of a never, a pursuit of an always increasing level of income, a pursuit of something else that's undefined but bigger. So I think being able to quantify or qualify goals and not just financial goals, time goals, uh, purpose goals, goals in many different categories. I think once you can quantify, qualify, describe what your life looks like, you can start to make trades with a purpose in mind. I heard it on a, I mean, I heard it on a podcast. I couldn't tell you which one, unfortunately, to give somebody credit, but there was this discussion of a life design and, and a family sat down and said, we want to earn, uh, we, we need to earn X amount of dollars to live the life we want to live. And it was well thought out. We want to have, we want to have a new car every three years. So we're always going to have a car payment. We want to travel this much. It costs so many dollars, whatever that is for you and your family or your situation. They defined it. They went out, they, they pursued business opportunities that allowed them to make that much money. And then they lived the life that they had designed as opposed to folks that get into this. So to your question, Adam, what would I say to a 20 year old? Don't pursue this always increasing next thing, next thing, always grabbing for something. Figure out what you want, right? James talked about the three things he's after. That's phenomenal. Go get them and then be satisfied that you've achieved those things. I, I think that is phenomenal. And another, the people listening to this podcast and the people that we kind of have in our circles, one maybe downside, people see this as a downside is, we climb up to the top of one mountain and it might be, all right, I want to create $4,000 in passive income monthly. And then you do that. And along that journey, you find that you love it. And then you've also developed some pretty impressive skills. You get to the top of that mountain and you look up and you see there's another peak. And you're like, well, I guess I got to go to that next peak. And I think that that gets perceived as not being satisfied. But I, what I find is that you fall in love with the journey. The journey is what is satisfying. The peak almost starts to become irrelevant after time. You're, you're in, you've got your life in alignment. You're moving forward. You're making progress. And that's what you love to do. So I think, again, it goes back to some of the stereotypes could be, and I, people have told me this. Aren't you, why aren't you ever satisfied? It's like, I'm, I'm totally satisfied. I love what I'm doing. Right. I think that's what. That's what we all are in this group for. We all love the journey, but I think we're also finding satisfaction and getting more of that work-life balance because we're bringing people with us. We're helping people along their journey, right? We're all talking to each other as we're progressing forward and we keep going higher and higher and higher than that allows us to bring other people up higher. And so now it's not just work, right? It's fulfilling other buckets by us going on our journey and learning. We're still doing work-life balance, I think. Let's give some final thoughts and, and kind of 
wrap up the work-life balance thing. I think a lot of people that will listen to this are, if they're listening to this particular podcast, it's because maybe they feel like they're out of alignment. And just your final top two recommendations to the people listening to this podcast. We'll start with uh, you, Brandon. Uh, great way to wrap it up. I was going to suggest, why don't we tell our 20-year-old selves the one or two things Perfect. that we wish we would have known, right? And um, the over the past five years, the number one thing that has changed my life is getting clearer on my core values, my purpose, my passions. I call it my blueprint. Uh, that's a nod to my coach. But it is by far the has had the most profound effect on my life in the last five years. So what would I tell my 20-year-old self? Get clear on your true core values, purpose, and passions. Get clear, define them so that you can author your life based on those, right? Starting there instead of doing what you think you're supposed to do just because. Tom, I don't know how you're going to follow that, but go ahead. Yeah, it's a tough one. Well done, Brandon. I do not have a blueprint, at least not that I know of. Uh, I would tell my 20 year old self, you know, be willing to pivot, pursue with passion, whatever you're pursuing and be willing to pivot, be willing to admit that, that you're wrong or take another direction in pursuit of those goals that you've identified. The goals can change. Whatever you're doing, uh, pursue it passionately, be willing to pivot. James. I love this stuff. Thanks for letting me close out my thoughts. Two things. Define your vision and think clearly about what you want for your future. I think that's the first thing. And and be unapologetic in pursuing that. There's going to be friends and, and partners and, and all these people that come in your life that aren't in alignment with that. Continue pursuing what you know is right for you. That's the first thing. And the second thing is don't be afraid. Lean into making sacrifices early because what your balance might be from age 20 to 40 that's going to open up this whole world of freedom that you're building in accordance with that vision for when you're older and you won't have to work quite as hard or quite as much or, or whatever you're doing younger. So absolutely lean into taking on those challenges early. It's going to build the vision that you see for your future. Thanks, guys. Marty. I agree with what you know Brandon and James all said. But for me, I would say, uh, number one, most of the time that people bring up that I don't have work-life balance, when I look at their lives, I don't think they have work-life balance either. And so I would definitely teach my younger self to not really pay attention to what they say. Just worry about you and do what you're doing. I would also um, say, you know, you can do two things at once with your time, right? A lot of us, when we get on our call, what are we doing? We're working. When I go and look at a property, I'm taking my kids with me and we're getting ice cream afterwards. And you don't have to do everything at once or, you know, singularly. It's okay to juggle at the same time. Awesome. We got Travis on here too. He's in the beautiful state of California doing, I don't know, probably at the top of a mountain somewhere. And he's looking like a superhero with the sun and is looking off in the distance with his hat. I would, I would tell my 20-year-old self, that I am enough. I would tell my 20-year-old self that I have greater self-worth than I do at 20 and that I have unlimited eternal capacity to see the world in a powerful place that exists through opportunity, expand that space into impart growth and beauty, um, overall goodness, and to find that niche and to find that purpose like you guys have commented on to create that for, other, for not only yourself but for others around you. That's awesome, Travis. Well, that wraps up another great Green Squad Chats podcast. Huge shout out to Andre and the Dare to Podcast. 
team for producing this podcast. Uh, awesome to have those on those guys on board our team. So awesome. Have another great week. Thank you.